Welcome to a special edition of the News Cycle. This is going to be in podcast form for now until I can upload it with a video. The following is going to be three phone calls that I had this morning with the FBI. Yesterday I posted a video about how they were using fraud scammers to try and falsely incriminate people to have them arrested. And as somebody who does fraud scam investigation as part of my journalism, and they have made fraud busts off of the journalism that I do and at places that I've worked even, it is imperative that these things not be abused to target American citizens. And there's only one way for me to actually hold them accountable for that, which is to expose it. Unfortunately, I tried to do that by calling the FBI this morning. And though you're advised at the beginning of every phone call with the FBI that you're going to be recorded, the mere mention of this terrified the person off the phone the first time when I recorded what was just the first part of a very deep scandal involving the surveillance state and various companies that are involved with the surveillance state that are currently making this journalist's life a living hell and should be held criminally liable and probably lose their government contracts over it. But that's just one man's opinion. I happen to have worked in the military and I know that people that behave like this risk lives on battlefields and have no place in making decisions for the security of this nation. Period. Ever. End. Stop. All caps. Get them out. There's no reason for this. Now, the second call in this set of calls goes straight to telling me that I need to report it online after the first call where they didn't want to be recorded. So I resorted to calling the FBI headquarters directly, which is a different phone number than their 1-800 multi-choice line that they have for various things. I selected the Operation Legend selection on the first and second call. Operation Legend is them going after criminal organizations. They are clearly misusing resources to do that in some cases and using it to settle scores and to arrest whistleblowers and to ruin the livelihoods of people who do not go along with whatever it is they want to go along with. This is happening internally at places like the FBI and the CIA and has little to nothing to do with whoever is in charge of the country at any given moment because they do this without asking the permission of the president. The president tells them what to do, he doesn't ask them how they do it, and as a result, these people, in order to get a gold star and a cookie, break every single law in order to bust people who didn't even commit as harsh a crime as they did in the process of trying to bust them, in many cases. It's a well-reported fact, as far back as 2011 from The Guardian, from a respected outlet, that they purposely create crime to entrap terrorists and do all these different things. In my hometown, before I left Pueblo, Colorado, uh, two years before I, th this incident started happening here that I'm talking to you about now, they busted a guy who was a nationalist and they convinced him that he should blow up a, a uh, synagogue. And so they manufactured two fake pipe bombs, met him at a hotel room, and gave him two fake pipe bombs to go plant at a synagogue. This happened in Pueblo, Colorado. This is a normal tactic of the FBI to actually do the dirt in order to catch people doing it. But in the case of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, they actually let the bomb go off. 
And then after that, they had this problem right here, which is the person they commissioned to do the crime caught them red-handed with video and, and audio recordings incriminating him on purpose and commissioning a crime. And they do this to justify funding. They break the law, they commit horrible acts of violence on American citizens. In America, they are responsible for something like 70% of the acts of terrorism that are planned. I think I'm underselling that one. I think it's actually higher than that. But they're responsible for the majority of, of <laughs> terrorism in America. The FBI is responsible for that, with the help of the CIA, regardless of whether or not they will acknowledge that they operate in the United States. They actually do. Now, I've been meticulously documenting all these things that I've repeatedly say and I've said on here because I want it to be emphasized that I didn't do this because I'm a traitor or a leaker or a whistleblower. I did this because I'm a soldier. I was an infantry soldier and then an aviation mechanic and in my own unit at Fort Hood, Texas, while I was stationed at Fort Hood when Major Hassan shot up the military installation, I watched the ensuing chaos as our our first responders, police, military police, were not allowed to respond to that call. They were told to wait for the local sheriff to respond to it. And in the process, the news media showed up and started reporting that there was as many as four or five different potential shooters and active terrorists running around Fort Hood, when really it was the post psychologist had gone postal. And he was shooting up the people who were SRPing, which is returning back from Iraq. So these people had just gotten back from Iraq, and then they're getting shot at by the psychologist. And I don't know what led him to do that. I, couldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't want to speculate into that other than terrorism, but I could imagine being an Iraqi national sitting there listening for years to people tell you about war crimes being committed on your home nation as the psychologist at a military installation was probably pretty taxing on that person. I'm not making an excuse for them. I'm just trying to lend some implication as to what the motivations might have been that drove that man to an act of terrorism, for example. And these are the kind of things that, since I was stationed at Fort Hood, I've had to think about as part of my transitioning back into the world. How is it that things are so out of touch? How is it that people don't understand how violent the world can actually be? How is it that the people are so sheltered? And then at when all this started happening to this degree and I caught these people doing this and I caught them mass surveilling me on my phone and in my house and trying to mess up my life, I found out that it's because they're lied to in mass completely. And then in addition to that, we have homegrown terrorists who work within the FBI and the CIA and they get away with it because they have a badge. And so this is what happens when you try and report that to the organization that's supposed to regulate freedom in America, working with things like Homeland Security, in joint operations with the DEA and everybody, their ATF and all the other agencies, you need to know that these people are rogue and they will not police themselves. Here's that phone call. Hello, thank you for calling the FBI. This is not a 911 service for taking emergency calls. For emergencies, please call 911. In a few moments, you will be connected to an operator. This call will be recorded for quality assurance, investigative or other purposes. 
If you do not wish to be recorded, please hang up and submit your tip online at tips.fbi.gov. During this call, you will be asked to provide identifying information about yourself and or the persons about whom you are calling. We use this information to assist in investigating your tip. You do not have to provide your name or other personal information. However, the lack of information may delay or hurt our ability to investigate your tip. Any information you provide may be used for authorized purposes. To report a suspicious email, hacked email, internet scam, or ID theft, press 1. To report a tip about threat to human life, serious bodily injury, or significant violent action, press 2. To report a tip on an FBI fugitive, press 3. To report a tip on an FBI case currently highlighted in the news, press 4. To report mortgage fraud, press 5. To report telemarketing fraud, gift card. To report a suspicious email, hacked email, internet scam, or ID theft, press 1. To report a tip about threat to human life, serious bodily injury, or significant violent action, press 2. To report a tip on an FBI fugitive, press 3. To report a tip on an FBI case currently highlighted in the news, press 4. Press 1 to speak with a customer service representative in English. Press 2 to speak with a customer service representative in Spanish. If you have any information regarding MS-13, please press 1. Si tiene alguna información acerca del grupo Mara Salvatruchas, por favor, marque el número 1. We'll get to that one in a minute. If you have information regarding violent criminal activity in the Kansas City area, please press 2. Si usted tiene información sobre actividad criminal violenta en el área de Kansas City, por favor, oprima el número 2. If you have information regarding violent criminal activity in the Chicago area, please press 3. Si usted tiene información sobre actividad criminal violenta en el área de Chicago, por favor, oprima el 3. If you have information regarding violent criminal activity in the Albuquerque area, please press 4. Si usted tiene información sobre actividad criminal violenta en el área de Albuquerque, por favor, oprima el número 4. If you have information regarding violent criminal activity in relation to Operation Legend, please press 5. Si usted tiene información concerniente... Please provide the zip code of the area you are calling from now. I'm sorry, we did not get your response. Please provide the zip code of the area you are calling from now. One moment while I transfer you to the next available representative. Your call will now be recorded. At this time, we are experiencing a high volume of calls with longer wait times. 
You can now get immediate service by visiting us at tips.fbi.gov, which can take online tips 24 hours a day. Your online form will be processed by the FBI for further investigation. experiencing a high volume of calls with longer wait times. You can now get immediate service by visiting us at tips.fbi.gov, which can take online tips 24 hours a day. Your online form will be processed by the FBI for further investigation. motherfuckers charged with obstruction. Hope you enjoy that. experiencing a high volume of calls with longer wait times. You can now get immediate service by visiting us at tips.fbi.gov, which can take online tips 24 hours a day. Your online form will be processed by the FBI for further investigation.
Thank you for calling the FBI. May I ask your name, please? My name is David, D-A-V-I-D, Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T. And your telephone number? 719-778-0550. You start to verify that number, 719-778-0550? Yep. Is that a home worker cell phone number? Cell phone. What is your date of birth? October 27th, 1983. And your zip code, please. Currently is 08540. I'm standing outside. And what is it that you are reporting? I'm standing outside of Princeton University, and what I'm about to report to you is a string of crimes that were committed, most likely with the internal help of the FBI and the CIA. And yes, I have proof of that. So don't kick me off the phone or laugh me off the phone like I got laughed off the phone the last couple times I called you guys, or I'm going to get you for obstruction. I'm going to make sure that somebody gets held accountable for this. Now, I've been being monitored for at least seven years, since 2014. I've been being monitored. I knew that because I do front page web development stuff. So I started keeping metadata and screenshots on what was going on in the background of my internet activity there. Every time I would do a Google search to do some weird shit, I'd keep track of it. Now, this isn't just Google doing that. I understand perfectly well that the surveillance state has access to all these resources and tools and how you do parallel investigations. And I understand perfectly well that the CIA and the FBI both work together to bust people that they normally can't bust. So, unfortunately for you guys, you picked the wrong journalist to do that to. I have definitely kept very, very meticulous track of what's been going on. And now I have been sexually assaulted in New York City since I've been out here because in my apartment, when I was sitting there having a conversation with my now ex-wife, I said out loud, you know, I'd probably take a dick to save a life, but I don't understand the attraction. And then I get raped in New York City. Now, in addition to this, I'm completely surrounded by FBI tales. I got an FBI surveillance van hit on my phone. Six screenshots of that. I got an FBI fucking guest uh, fucking Wi-Fi thing in Grand Junction, Colorado, where they have an FBI office. And my landlord used the local fucking police's targeting program to get me evicted. She couldn't do it legally, so they had to buy the place out from under me and refused to renew the lease. So there's mortgage fraud, okay? Now, that's that was done by the cops. In addition to that, I got ran over into Pueblo. I was then threatened by a Jehovah's Witness on behalf of Black Hills Energy. Black Hills Energy at the time was going through some uproar in my hometown, Pueblo, Colorado, because of the fact that they used dark money and influence to upend a public organized power company because the local community was pissed off that they raised the rates and hurt the elders in my community. They were pissed about it. The local law enforcement was trying to blame that on pot, so if my story and the archdiocese story and the college professor who wrote a study about this story says otherwise, and that's three people that are witnesses against what they're trying to do, then they're going to try and target us and kick us out of town, which is what happened. The professor lost his job at the, community, or at the university. I got ran out of town. And the archdiocese, I don't know what happened to them. They probably didn't say anything else about it because they know how to mind their P's and Q's with stuff like that. But guess what? I wasn't going to just lay down and be run out of my own state by stuff like this. Now, in addition to that, I've been targeted by people who work for Palantir, who's moving to Colorado now. This is not a joke. These people 
all the way up to the I'm the at the governor's of Colorado's former alma mater. Also happens to be the form, the alma mater of the former president's wife, and a number of other people connected to my military service and everything else. Now, the Aspen Institute is in Colorado, so these people have more power and more money than sense. I don't think they ever thought that some guy who's just a journalist would ever fucking catch them and all their little dirt that they do, but I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not absolutely not going to put up with this shit. Now, currently, my social security number, which you're going to need to take down, has been reported as locked up in Texas. Now, I don't know if that's bullshit or not. But they said that that fraud has been recorded on there. And now I record these phone calls. So I'm recording this phone call for both of our fucking assurance. But that okay, guy... It's hard to not give consent for you to record the call. Yeah, I understand that. It's not a thing where I can actually upload it unless I actually go through a big rigmarole. So I understand what you're saying. Okay. But well, I'll I, document I, no, 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 your no, no, no. call. Thank you. Hey, I didn't give you permission to record. So we didn't get to finish that call. I call back. And as a reminder, at the beginning of the call, multiple times you're advised that the call is being recorded. What sense does it make for an FBI person to hang up a phone call that's being recorded when they're recording the phone call? It makes no sense. It's an excuse to get off the phone because I just caught them red-handed in a scandal, and they don't want to investigate themselves. The second phone call is short. It's just me going through the menu again and getting directed straight to the website, and they won't pick up the phone on the same option that I had before. So they blocked my phone number. Hello. Thank you for calling the FBI. This is not a 911 service for taking emergency calls. For emergencies, please call 911. Si usted desea escuchar este mensaje en español, por favor oprima el número uno. In a few moments, you will be connected to an operator. This call will be recorded for quality assurance, investigative or other purposes. If you do not wish to be recorded, please hang up and submit your tip online at tips.fbi.gov. During this call, you will be asked to provide identifying information about yourself and or the persons about whom you are calling. We use this information to assist in investigating your tip. You do not have to provide your name or other personal information. However, the lack of information may delay or hurt our ability to investigate your tip. Any information you provide may be used for authorized purposes. To report a suspicious email, hacked email, internet scam, or ID theft, press 1. To report a tip about... Thank you for contacting us. Your selected category can best be handled through submission of an online form at tips.fbi.gov. Your online form will be processed here at the FBI for further evaluation. Once again, the website is tips.fbi.gov. Thank you for contacting us. Your selected category can best be handled through submission of... Hello, you've reached FBI headquarters. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. Please note, this call may be recorded. If you're calling about a background check, to report criminal activity, a tip, or complaint, press 1. 
For internet crimes, press 2. If you know your party's extension, press 9. To reach an operator, please wait or press 0. All agents are currently busy. Please stay on the line for the next available agent. for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Just a reminder before we come on the phone, the FBI themselves said that this call may be recorded. And if they do not wish to be recorded, they can report that on their website. They can boo-hoo to their superior when internal affairs comes to read them for this shit. calling. Please hold for the next available representative. I just got hung up on by the FBI's reporting line for trying to report the FBI to the FBI. The FBI is guilty of crimes also. That's a well-known fact that they break the law in order to try and uphold the law. They've even admitted to the fact that the CIA that they give whole classes. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. So, it shouldn't be a surprise that they're getting busted for breaking the law. Breaking the law.
And if I get hung up on again, this is full-blown obstruction of justice and targeting by the FBI and the CIA on a United States journalist. And they refuse to investigate their own criminal activity. Please hold for the next available representative. They refuse to fucking investigate their own corrupt officers. And that's why people get killed. And that's why people are mass incarcerated and in jail for no goddamn reason. Because these people are just as corrupt as any two-bit criminal ever thought about being. And until I get somebody who's professional and actually interested in cleaning this shit up, I won't believe another fucking word of anything they fucking say. Totally useless waste of fucking taxpayer money. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. They're playing fucking board games with people's lives over here. I'm gonna fucking come in and smash that fucking game board up with a baseball bat right now. Miserable fucking cowards. Hey, throw some balls. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Got a pair of those? I do. I hang lower than my dick. It's a problem. for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Again, a reminder, as advised at the beginning of this phone call by the FBI themselves, this call may be recorded. It may be recorded. It, it just gave me permission. It may be recorded. Yes, you may record Thank you this for call. calling. Please hold for the next available representative. FBI yeah, said it right at the beginning of the phone call. Yes, you may record this phone call. That's how they word things and how they do stuff like that, by the way. That's how they get away with fucking creative wording to fucking get warrants. That's how they misuse the law right there. It may be, maybe not recorded. They say it, you hear it like that. What they hear is permission. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Now tell me that's not rapey as fuck. Rapacious assholes. Get a life. shouldn't have been busting fucking people doing dirt. You can't do it honorably. Get the fuck out of the job. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative.
William H. Webster, the guy who busted these fraud scammers that I talked to on the phone and gave Thank them advice. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. On how to do a legitimate fundraiser for the kids in their community so that they can build them a school and get them books in Jamaica. I gave them legitimate advice to help them keep them from doing any more fraud. I told them everything they needed to do and exactly how to do it in order to have a legitimate fundraiser. Just like any telethon, raising animals, raising money for fucking animals or anything like that. This is how you can do this and do it legally and get Thank yourself you a school. Calling. Please hold for the next available representative. And get your kids some books, because I understand that that's what's going on down there, and that's not okay with me either. So rather than throw you to the wolves, I'm going to help you out today, and I'm going to give you something that's going to change your life so you don't have to be a fucking crook anymore. Clearly, they decided that that was a better way to do things to keep being a crook. So William H. Webster former head of CIA and FBI, both positions, decided that he Thank was going to go out on a high note. Please hold for the next available representative. And he caught them on the phone, roped and doped them into a fucking frog conversation, the same as I had with them, and then arrested them in New York City. You heard me mention I was assaulted in New York City, right? Hey, as I stand here, the W.B. Mason, who the W.B. Mason truck is driving by. There's your Masonic influence in law enforcement. Please hold for the next available representative. I don't subscribe to your cult narrative, you assholes. But I don't have a problem with you busting people who continue to commit crime after they were warned not to. Two billion dollars in elder fraud scams later and romance scams later, they found out that there's an entire internet full of these fucking scams. This is shit that I Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available Probably two years studying as part of my studying to do front page web development, dark patterning and how people get chipped out of money on the fucking internet. And why did I do that? Because I didn't want my websites to ever be targeted with this shit or ever even unwittingly be used for it. Because they can hack the front page of your website and use it to redirect it to their fraud scams and shit like that. So I found out that Google was using the burying of certain business. Please hold for the next available representative. Google was doing that. Not just fraud scammers. Scammers. Google. They were doing that themselves. Facebook was selling ads using online marketing resources, and there was companies dedicated to doing targeted ads. You've heard of Fusion GPS, Cambridge Analytica, but did you know that that was just the normal business model? There was no laws being broken then? Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Those targeted marketing ads, that was the standard business practice before the 2016 election. 
they worked really well. If you had a product you wanted to sell for Amazon, using something like a click funnel. But if you signed up for one of these scammers, multi-level marketing, targeting fucking programs, you would get fucked out of your money and you still wouldn't make any money on the internet. That pissed me off. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. There's no jealousy there. No. Would you be pissed off if you saw somebody fucking taking money from somebody and you knew that they were doing that under false pretenses and it was wrong? Fucking bullshit. That shit needed to be stopped. I didn't know that the FBI was going to go in hard on it. I also didn't know they were going to try to have me arrested so that they could get me at a bargain by forcing me to be a snitch or Thank whatever they do to Please people. For the next available That's how they get people employed when they don't want to pay them a full wage. They bust them. On bullshit. They'll make up bullshit to bust you on. As reported in that last phone call, right now my social security number is locked out in Texas because they got their snitches. It looks like. Again, I can't confirm or deny that because they keep hanging up on me. But they got their snitches to go do some fraud on my social security number in Texas. So that Thank they can try and get a bench warrant issued for my arrest and then have me extradited to a fucking jail cell in Texas. You know, Texas. Where they just surrounded the fucking goddamn vice president running for president's bus. And now they're being investigated by the FBI. So yeah, there's a threat to life and limb for me here. These people want to kill me because I fucking hurt their bottom line and their little fraud scam. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available report. I'm pretty sure that even if I get to report this to the FBI, they're still going to want to try and kill me. So I'm not even going to be able to be normal and happy in, in a normal life after this. Because the FBI chose to use me like a piece of fucking wadded toilet paper to fucking wipe their ass, and then they tried to throw me away in a jail cell. Not this time, assholes. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. You know how many years people have said that they do stuff like that, but never been able to catch them? Well, this time they're caught. Red fucking hand. They're hand in the cookie jar. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. See, they must have decided that it was cheaper to keep people on the hook for the crime than it was to pay wages to people who could do the job. And so just like prison labor, the CIA and the FBI must use people that they hold prisoner and hold crimes over their head in order to save taxpayer money so that they can break the law and get away with it. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. 
Anybody, anybody okay with that? Because I'm not. Those people deserve a fucking living wage. Those people deserve health care. They deserve more than to be run through the mud and dragged and forced to continue to be an addict or whatever the fuck it is they make them do. Goddamn Masons, fucking assholes, walking around me and red lips. How to ruin a man? Lipstick ladies. Thank you for calling. Please. All these people the are doing their little Me Too thing and they're fucking all their little fucking social movement social stuff. stuff. They're using their positions in law enforcement to try and make that happen right now. Right now. So they fire the female head of ethics at the FBI, but then they'll then they'll illegally use the reporting system to try and Me Too motherfuckers. This is what contact tracing is actually going to be used for, because this is how people are. Petty assholes. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. We're all like that sometimes. It's just, you know, not all of us get to use the FBI and the CIA to fucking settle our little petty fucking wham-wham bullshit fucking goddamn thing. Normally, all we get to say is some snarky comments, and then we have to go on about our day. Now imagine if you're an extra passive-aggressive asshole, and you work with the FBI or the CIA, and you decide you want to meet too, a motherfucker. You think that's okay? That some lady that works in some place like that, or has a friend that works someplace like that, can illegally use the reporting system to have a guy raped in New York City and fucking assaulted? And because it's politically convenient for the people who are mad at that guy because they got busted on a fraud scam, they'll go along and help with it. There's a lot of angry people in my life right now, and they're all angry because they got caught. Red fucking hand. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. What's up, New Jersey Transit man? What do you want? for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. Oh, hey, look. I got a what, corporal or a sergeant here. Bunch of cops walking over now. Yeah. So I'm on the phone with cops. Now I got a sergeant with the cops walking over here. You guys don't want to be busted, huh? That's too bad. You shouldn't be breaking the law. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. The local cop here who just retired, who is responsible for revamping their community-oriented policing at Princeton, has gone to West Point and got certificates from the FBI 
so I know for a fact that he's definitely somebody they can call up to have help when they're trying to do their little fucking FBI version Thank of a fraud calling. scam to try Please and fucking get somebody arrested under false pretenses. This call may be recorded. You said I could record it, so I'm recording it. You can keep me on hold or you can pick up the phone. Your choice, FBI. Make the right choice. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. We're 21 minutes in a hold. Calling. Please hold for the next available representative. A major part of these operations that they do are demoralization tactics to make people feel like they are unable to escape what they're doing, that it's no way out other than to allow them to basically rape your whole life. Please hold for the next available... Well, they're wrong. There's always another way to fucking make sure people are held accountable, even if they think they're above the law. In my case, I just have to do what they do to try and fucking get away with it. Record them, put it out there in the world, since they don't want to do their job. You have no options left. Answer the phone, Debmitz. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. What's the matter? You're not used to a fucking journalist that doesn't take no for a fucking answer when I ask fucking commentary from the goddamn fucking people who are targeting and harassing me? You answer my goddamn questions, or else I'm going to fucking put it on the record that you will refuse to answer the question. This is that part at the end of the article where it says the FBI did not return a comment when asked about this. This is the 21st century version of that. Please hold for the next available... I live in 2020 when fucking internet marketing is used criminally to rig elections and do shit like that. So the only way to get anybody held accountable for stuff like this is to hold them accountable in the court of public opinion because they don't want to do their job anymore. They want to sit back with their version of a fucking cell phone and use it to do lazy shit and create crimes where there are none Please hold for the next available and continue to arrest people and get away with up to it including murder potentially extrajudicially
last time that's going to happen in my lifetime, if I could help it. Thank you for calling. Hey, please don't see that. They're going to record the phone call, and then you let them know the phone call will be recorded, and they tell you I didn't agree to be recorded. That's bullshit, right? That's what I think, too. You're talking to the FBI? Right, dude. Now they won't take the call because they don't want to have to investigate themselves. You wouldn't happen to have an idea how I get a hold of the internal affairs of the FBI, would you? Other than to go to D.C.? Yeah, I tried that. I went to D.C. to try and report something. They got a head of Bureau of Land Thank Management laid off. Please hold for the they're next doing a, They're doing racketeering shit. But they gently let him go. But that took a good two or three months before anybody did anything on it before a federal judge told him to step down. And so all the people that are related to those billion-dollar deals, they're really pissed off at me, making my life a living hell. Thanks. There you go. The police sergeant that said that's bullshit. A police sergeant said that sounds like bullshit to him. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. We're 26 minutes in, and so for time's sake, I'm going to end this phone call. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. The next part of this video will be me standing outside of their office in Washington, D.C., again, demanding that they do something about this. If they refuse to do something about this, we're just going to keep posting videos about it until the FBI agrees to investigate them goddamn selves. Because that's what has to happen in my case. My case cannot be taken care of by them without them having to investigate themselves. Because I've been tracked Thank and monitored by the, the FBI. Available representative. So they'll have to explain why it is that they mobilized resources to track and target me and got caught by a pissant journalist. That's what they don't want. So that's what we're going to make them do. That's the end of this phone call for now. So as you can hear by the end of that phone call, the sergeant that I mentioned in the middle of the last phone call there walks back out of the place getting coffee, and I, just for security's sake and wanted to make sure it wasn't out of my, uh, my uh, understanding with law enforcement, I asked him how he felt about if he was told that the FBI was going to monitor and record the call and then hung up on me for telling them that the call was monitored and recorded. If that sounded like bullshit to him, he responded immediately, that sounds like bullshit, and chuckled, because <laughs> that's total bullshit. So even the basic level law enforcement guy wouldn't want to deal with you regularly because you're full of shit at the FBI. You're most definitely, your job is to be full of shit at the CIA. And, as I mentioned in the middle of that there, I was on the phone call 
with the FBI for like a third time. And as I was on the phone call, the WB Mason truck, who but WB Mason, drives by me. And now, if uh, you haven't watched any of my videos, and because this is in a podcast form, I understand that if you're just happening across this, you wouldn't understand why I've been talking about that. This isn't prejudiced against Masons. So I'll just lead in by saying that. But I'm telling you, there are people that are part of your organization who are misappropriating that and making you look very, very bad by using that organization as part of their fucking onslaught and their fucking ability to get people to do things to people for them on the cheap, namely for free, because all you have to do is sit, tell another Mason that somebody else is doing something bad to you and they're not even allowed to question it. They just have to go along with it, even if it's wrong. So, as a legacy member of that organization, I've kept track of how many times the Hooba WB Mason truck has driven by me between New York City and Washington, D.C., and so far I've caught them about four or five times, took pictures of it every time, and every time they show up, it's when I'm doing something that they don't want me to talk about. And so that's tough titty for them. If you guys don't want to be associated with conspiracy theories and shit like that, you should probably keep the Masonic shit the fuck out of criminal investigation, and you should probably keep it the fuck out of business. It's not supposed to be used to personally enrich yourselves and not meant to be taken advantage of to organize criminal fucking gang activity in order to facilitate your advancement in society. I don't give a shit what level you're at. That's fucking dirty and way below the level of what I would consider fair use of that particular organization. So if you ever wondered to yourself why it is that things like this seem to happen and some people just seem to be Teflon dons and fucking walk right out and not have any problem, it might be because they got the secret handshake and the super secret decodering from their Ovaltine or whatever. That's what it, the way that it is. Meanwhile, in the current t system, in today's America, with contact tracing and with now they're forcing distance learning on our kids at school, a young black kid in a state in the South was reported to the cops for having a rifle, an, a BB gun rifle, in his room. Looked like a responsible, professional young man sitting there in his school uniform at home. He didn't even need to be doing that on the computer, <laughs> doing his classes at home. And the teacher noticed that he had a BB gun in the room and called the cops on him and he was arrested. This is like an eight-year-old kid. That's the kind of shit that these people are doing right now. They're getting fucking kids arrested for having a legal BB gun at home in their room where they use it to shoot pop cans in the backyard. So again, how un-American is that? How absolutely communist and fucking insane is that? That one, that's the kind of shit that they're, they're actually using this mass surveillance for, is to go in on fucking shit like that. All the Karens and racists of the world are currently using it to settle their scores. And as a result, all the Me Too people and pronoun people are using it to settle their scores. And we're all caught in the middle of that as a society. If you're not a part of that at all, and you don't give a fuck about it, you just want to be able to go to your job and fucking live your life, well, you better start paying attention, because these people are going to fuck you over. When they run out of people to fuck over that they don't like, they're going to turn on everybody else. Because they get drunk with this shit. They get drunk with power, and they start to abuse it. 
And so as soon as soon as this election is over, I would wager that this gets even dumber than it was the last four years, except this time, all your Democratic people aren't going to have that fucking election cycle to fucking lean on. You're not going to be able to do that. So it's going to get real bad for you. And then in the next candidate that runs for office, probably be a Democrat, because we've got eight years Republican, eight years Democrat, and it's been that way my entire life. The next Democrat that gets in, they're going to come in, and they'll go in and do the same shit to people who are Republican-leaning. So if they start with an eight-year-old kid and his BB gun at home, which is, there's no law being broken there, and the next thing you know, you're getting reported on by your fucking goddamn Siri or your Amazon Prime fucking speaker box that you got at home, that you fucking, your little nest or whatever thing it is that, you, that talks to you and shit, and that can be hacked, and that motherfucking thing is reporting on you because you have a collection of AR-15s at home, and you've got to, you know, you, you like to Google search stuff about guns all the time. That's what's going to happen in a Democratic presidency from now on. And in a Republican presidency, if you're somebody who's sitting there looking up civil rights stuff, if you're looking up the origins of COINTELPRO and how these things were used to hurt social movements, you're going to be targeted as a terrorist because you Google searched a thing, doing research. That's not a, a made-up thing. That's a, not a joke. That's what's happening right now. And I got people that have fucking Teslas driving around me and fucking like really nice fucking cars. And so again, Elon Musk said, we'll coup who we want, meaning that he was involved in a coup in South America. Now, Elon Musk, a private company owner. Now, I think Elon is pretty funny and I respect his company right up to that point, right up to the point where they start having coups in South America to try and get lithium for batteries. That's bullshit. Okay. Now, Again, I mentioned this Aspen Institute. Well, they gave out an award several years back, about 10 years ago, for innovation in trying to find longer-lasting batteries. And that's leading up to their operation for drawdown, which is to switch over to 50% renewables and 50% fossil fuels minimum. They, want, they have a goal and a timeline that they want to make that happen. And anybody who doesn't go along with that or wants to have a debate about it, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be targeted. You're going to be silenced. You're going to have your life ruined because they don't want the opinions of anybody. These people already have what they have. They already have their positions in government. They already have whatever little shit that they got for betraying their fucking constitution and their oath to whatever it is that they're supposed to be serving. And they're betrayed our government. And this is on both sides of the aisle. There are traitors to the United States government that are wielding unfathomable power in the surveillance state right now and going after people who don't want to get in line with their communist ass socialist fucking behavior. That is fascism. They are absolutely fucking trying to lean us into that by using fascism. So again, this isn't a Republican or a Democratic issue. It is nonpartisan. If you believe in freedom in America, you should not be willing to allow this to happen to American citizens period. So for now, this is the new cycle signing off. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this. Uh, I didn't prepare anything I've said in between these phone calls and I didn't prepare what I was going to say on the phone. And as a, as a rule, I make it that way because I want it to be an authentic and you know, organic conversation between two human beings that doesn't involve any sort of scripted or prepared narratives. It's only talking and responding to what's being said in a moment because that way we get to the truth and the heart of the matter.
The only research that I do is the research related to the issue that I'm dealing with at that moment, that I've called to talk about, or that I am doing a video about. That is the only research that is done prior to. Everything else is me just having an organic, normal conversation, which is why the difference between an organic, normal conversation and a scripted conversation is that in an organic, normal conversation, people use pauses, they say ums, and they stutter always. Every person does this, including Barack Obama, Donald Trump, fucking Joe Biden, every single person who's trying to have an authentic conversation and not just reading from a teleprompter or a script, they all do this. They all do it. And if they didn't, if they don't do that, it's not an authentic or normal one. They probably were sitting there listening through what you were saying and not listening to what you were saying. And they were preparing what they were going to say in response to whatever it is that you said without actually listening to what you're saying and then responding to it as what you've said. To actually listen to somebody's issue, to listen to what it is, this more important in a conversation to sit there and prepare what you're going to say next. And that seems to be entirely lost in society these days. And so as, a, as an investigative journalist, I've done that. I've all, the way I'm so effective at doing this is I don't sit there preparing what I'm going to say. I respond to these issues in real time, as they are presented to me, with the logical response that you would expect to get. That way it's not a made-up fucking story. It's the truth. It is what it is. There isn't a way for me to fabricate this shit. Unfortunately, I wish that this was a made-up story, but it's not. It's the truth, and it's the new normal. This is terrifying shit that is going to be used to mass incarcerate American citizens in record numbers. And we better fucking get right with that. So again, I'm not endorsing one candidate over the other. I know it's election day, but I can tell you this. The guy that's in office right now, he doesn't actually get to have his say in what these people that are inside these organizations do. That's what they mean by the deep state. These are people that have that job for a career. And they're there no matter what president is in office. And they no longer get their directives based on what our society needs. They get their directives from things like the Atlantic Council. And in the UK, they have decency laws in which you can be held accountable for saying things that they consider hate speech. So if you say the C word or the F word, any word, version of the F word that's considered derogatory, you can now be taken to court or incarcerated for it. That is not freedom. Everybody should be able to tell somebody to fuck off. That's uh, everybody's God-given right to be able to respond to somebody who's uh, confronting you with shit that you know isn't true or is true or whatever the case may be in a discussion and are organically say, you know what, fuck off. That's not right. And so, FBI, fuck you and fuck off for not answering the fucking phone call and doing your goddamn jobs because you don't want to investigate your own corrupt-ass cops. I absolutely have lost every ounce of respect I had for those organizations prior to this full-blown investigation coming down on my head. They have made it to where I cannot even rent a house. I have been trying to rent a room since I've been out here on the East Coast. It's now getting cold outside. It's getting to be wintertime. I have tried repeatedly to find places to rent. And they create websites and they create fraud funnels in order to defund and fraud people using things like PayPal and Cash App and all this different shit. These are fraud scams. 
This is them using it though. This isn't just fraud scammers. They are actually with the intent of catching fraud scammers as their excuse, enabling fraud scammers to go out and scam people and steal American citizens' money. And all this is during COVID-19, while businesses are shut down and people are losing their fucking small business. So they're, they're, they're crushing small business in America at the moment and making you shut down your home, your, your mom and pop shop, while all these corporations like Palantir, they get to move from California's Silicon Valley to Colorado, while all these companies, these real estate companies, move out of California to Colorado. That's the thing that's going on, is a big mass migration of the surveillance state and their people who run the computer side of that, all moving shop from California to Colorado, and they are evicting the locals. They are stealing the Native Americans' land again. But this time it's corporations versus poor people and, poor, and working class people. That's what is happening. So in Colorado, people in mass hit the highways for Donald Trump this time. And in Arizona, people in mass hit the highways for Donald Trump. And in California, people in mass hit the highways for Donald Trump this time. That's not an accident. We working class folks know when we're being screwed. And we're not so stupid that we don't know who's doing it. We absolutely know who's doing that to us and why you're doing it. And you may think that we're not smart enough to figure this out, but most of us, most of us that are like this, we don't usually confront it verbally. We just, oh, okay, I see you. And we wait for you to trip on your own dick and then we fucking laugh at you. And then we say, and that's why that guy shouldn't be in charge. And then move back towards the direction that we were headed in the first place, which is things being stable. And so we want America back, the kind of America where people are allowed to enjoy comedy, where is like or hater, Roseanne Barr's TV show doesn't run off the fucking get run off the air. Tim Allen's TV show doesn't get run off the air. Okay? These are things that I don't understand why they became so offensive to people. And I don't necessarily like I'm not like a huge fan of those shows necessarily. I did love Roseanne when I was a kid, but I didn't fucking I'm not a huge fan of these kind of entertainment things anymore. I'm not like some star-chasing star fucker over here. No, I'm just a regular American who really enjoyed those people getting up there and being able to articulate things that I knew to be conversations that were had between regular American citizens almost daily in communities where people are working class, hardworking, poor people that are actually the ones that make sure the society works so that rich dickweeds who want to have their, their whatever version of that on Netflix and whatever now, and they want to be able to censor us the fuck out of the entertainment industry, for example, so that those people can do whatever the fuck they want. And that is another apparatus that's being used here. In addition to all this stuff and harassment I've gotten from these big-ass companies connected to the surveillance state, I have full-blown entertainment-level entertainment famous people involved in the harassment of this shit. And it, I'm not going to make it to where I, I know it's like their fault or whatever. It's not. Most of these people that are in that position, they, they don't get into that position unless they became part of the fucking little gang or whatever. They know the secret handshake. And they don't get to stay in that position unless they do what they're told, mostly in a way that's considered safe. Otherwise, they get in trouble with Big Brother, the surveillance state. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is look at the cancel culture movement. Who's getting canceled? Anybody who disrupts the, the narrative that everybody needs to have 
uh, un universal basic income. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I don't like the people that are in charge of deciding who gets that and for why, because you want to implement the social credit score in which if I say the word fuck, I'm no longer entitled to my basic income like everybody else. So go fuck yourselves. If you want to fucking do that shit, move to a communist country. I don't want your shit. I don't want your version of what freedom looks like. I don't want that. Nobody in mass, people who work for a living, I'm, I'm a former truck driver, a former plumber, a former carpenter. I've been a helicopter mechanic. I've been an infantry soldier. And I've been a musician, an entertainer. I've done stand-up comedy a couple of times, not enough to consider myself a comedian, but I've done stand-up comedy, and I thoroughly enjoy it, but I would never consider myself a professional comedian. But one of the things I noticed immediately when I went into that environment is that I couldn't even begin to get up and tell jokes at one of the clubs I went to because they were all on the Democratic side of the house. And I make fun of both things at the same time. So if I wanted to make fun, of both things at the same time at that club, they were going to call me a, a mong hate monger and accuse me of hate speech, and I would have had to leave. And so then I went to another one that was full of hipster kids on the other side of town and supposed to be, was supposed to be the gritty part of New York City at the time. And I found out, well, this are all, you know, it's a cool place and everything. These are people I would normally hang out with, but they're all not going to like my jokes either because they all have these social narratives they subscribe to and as a veteran and a fucking truck driver and a fucking plumber and shit, if I get up and make jokes that uh, make fun of this stuff, I'm probably going to get accused of being a hate monger and accused of hate speech. That's New York City. And then I get to California, I didn't even get to tell jokes out there. But when I get to Hattiesburg in the mid middle of the United States, I got up on a stage and I told jokes on a stage in the middle of Hattiesburg. There's a book called Welcome to Hattiesburg, written by a really great comedian, by the way. I highly recommend everybody check out. But Hattiesburg is this wonderful place in the middle of the country where they have a community of people who love comedy for the art of comedy. And they are embracing of all forms of it. I saw some wild fucking things that were in varying different kinds of comedy. It was, it was a very rich environment full of different kinds of comedians that were def definitely trying new things. And it was fucking awesome. And when I got there, I just wrote it on the fly, what I was going to say on stage. I just wrote my jokes right before I went up on the stage. I didn't think about it too much, just like I don't think about this too much. Got up on the stage, and I wrote a story about something that was from my own personal life and how it made me feel as a kid. And it was a painful thing that you, I was trying to put distance between the pain and just objectively make fun of it. And when I did that, it got laughs, a lot of laughs, except from the mom and dad in the audience. They, they didn't look very happy with the jokes. They thought they were maybe a little bit too edgy for them, and which didn't surprise me. Mom and dads usually don't like the jokes that their kids tell. Uh, but everybody else seemed to enjoy it. And so what I did not know is that the story I told Two years before I was there, there was a tornado that came through, and I was making a joke about Tornado Alley and how it must be like a lottery system when a tornado comes through. Who's going to get their insurance money and get to redecorate? Because I noticed they were all very crafty folks, and they had very cool like Pinterest crafty houses and Pinterest crafty uh, businesses and storefronts, and I thought it was cool. It was hip. It was nice. I liked it. It was, it was my vibes 100%. So <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of their community. And I wanted to, you know, joke about it, but not in a way that was negative. And so I got laughs for a reason. 
those people had experienced a trauma and they didn't know how to laugh about it in some cases and so I relieved a tension and a pain and it gave them something to laugh about and that's the whole idea behind comedy and it was the first time doing that I didn't feel awkward I didn't feel bad about it I felt like awesome these people are good people and I and I helped them today and that was just me passing the time in between resets on my truck where I have to sit there for like two days waiting to for my time to come up again so I can go drive some more. And I made jokes about driving and listening to audiobooks for 11 hours straight about Einstein and the theories of relativity and also how that happens to come into focus when you have a deer staring you at the headlights. <laughs> so it was a joke that was talking about how I felt being a comedian on stage and it was relative to my experience in my life. This is just my personal experiences and that's why everybody enjoyed it that time. That's the freedom that we should all be able to enjoy when we're having conversations. I didn't feel like I was being a performer that night. I felt like I was a friend who was able to get up on stage in a community that I had never been to and I was embraced as one of them, one of their own, as a member of that community. And not everybody's going to like you in every community. But that night, I felt really good about it. But Hattiesburg is considered a flyover state. Hattiesburg is, is considered one of those places that nobody goes to to do anything like Hollywood stuff or entertainment stuff. Who the fuck has ever heard of Hattiesburg unless you've read Welcome to Hattiesburg and you're a comedy nerd? Like, a lot of people don't know where the fuck Hattiesburg is. And so that's frustrating to me. But the, all those little gems of a town and communities are all over the United States. Mine is, my hometown is one of them. But nobody knows who they are and they just take it for granted that they're there, that there's 200,000 people in my hometown. Not sure what the population of Hattiesburg is, but there's a lot of people there. And all those people, they have their own relationship to the world, their own experiences in life. And none of them deserve to be investigated, terrorized, and mass surveilled for expressing their opinions. So at the end of the day, again, I mentioned this in a video yesterday about me calling the FBI tomorrow, which is today now. And I said that I'm not a comedy journalist. I'm a journalist, an investigative journalist, who enjoys comedy and sometimes tells jokes. And I do that when I feel like I need to get up and joke about something that's a lot more difficult to discuss and maybe people aren't ready to talk about yet. But there are corruption scandals and there are horrifying things that most people don't want to confront right there on the surface as, as they are. And it's too horrifying for people to step outside of their life to address these things normally. So I ease into it with a joke most of the time. And then when I get people opened up to the idea that that's a thing, then I can maybe have a conversation about it and the details about it and what could possibly be done to alleviate the problem and further relieve the stress that most Americans feel living in a society where we're all mass surveilled and we're all told that we're bad human beings for the things that we say out loud and have opinions on. Even, or even the opinions we don't subscribe to. I, if you don't subscribe to an opinion, you have the right to remain ignorant. It's fine. I, it's, it's just fine. Just don't expect me to want to have a conversation with you after that. I'm not going to accost you for it, but I probably won't continue talking with you because I'm not going to get anything done that's productive. So I'm going to go talk to a group of people who's open and willing to have the conversation about it. And then today, that wasn't the FBI. So clearly they're not ready to confront the massive corruption inside of their organization. And 
the person I mentioned in the phone call there, on the last one, William H. Webster, former head of FBI and CIA, has said that Bill Barr and Donald Trump's administration are threatening the rule of law. I disagree with that assessment, given what I've experienced in the last four years and two years leading up to it. I highly disagree with that assessment. I believe that it is high time that people who have career jobs in these long-standing positions, who believe themselves to be above the office of the presidency and above the office of congressmen and senators, including congressmen and senators, presidents are only in for four years. Congressmen and senators sometimes get in for life. They sit there for 40 years. Who says they're still relevant? Who says that they have the answers for a community that they serve? They don't, which is why in my community in Colorado, Congressman Scott Tipton is no longer the head of the third congressional district. A fucking diner operator is. Somebody, a lady who works at a diner who has been serving her community and talking to the people that work in it, serving them food every morning. That's the person who just took over that guy's congr congressional seat. That's a regular American who's going to understand when somebody's presenting a rule whether or not that's going to negatively affect the people in her congressional district or not. Okay, that's what needed to happen. And by me doing what I do, I helped facilitate that. I'm not proud of getting a guy who was doing his job and maybe did some good things here and there fired, but he was also racketeering with the Bureau of Land Management and another a group of politicians in my state. Some of them still have their jobs, and so I'll get to them eventually. And they're either going to do their job or they're going to lose their job. That's the way that's going to go from now on. Just because they ran me out of my state temporarily doesn't mean I'm not going to come riding back in with the cavalry just as soon as I get the FBI to do their fucking job. Now, I don't think they counted on that because they think I'm just some kind of shithead deviant comedian or whatever, <laughs> and they want to chalk me up as to being a not serious person. But all of the things that we've discussed in this conversation here that we've had in this little podcast today, you can look these up for yourself. All this stuff is stuff that's very relevant. William H. Webster and the Jamaican fraud scammers. Go ahead and look that up. Now, that was a year after I suspected that I was being monitored and actually moved on. And I knew for a fact the local law enforcement was colluding to do that because I got one of them yelled at by a judge in my hometown. They tried to use a loophole to get around the rental eviction rights things. They had me evicted out of a house. I did a crowdfund and raised money to pay of the rent I was backed on. When I offered that money up to the landlord at the courthouse, they said they didn't want it. They just wanted me to move. So I had to move. I had no choice, which is fine. That's their right as a, as a renter for, to, to have me move if they don't want me to be on the premises anymore. But that cop got yelled at, and I got an extra 30 days to move because that guy broke the law and came in civilian clothes on his day off to serve me papers because he thought that it would leave me with only 15 days to get out. Well, he, he was wrong because he didn't know the, the law. He doesn't know shit about it, clearly. But he's a police officer in that community. So again, I, I got ran to another town where they, I lived there for three years. I paid the rent on time every single month. And one month, they scammed me out of $900 using the federal post office. They stole a $900 check out of my mailbox. They broke a federal law 
to try and get me out of that house. Then they tried to evict me. And every time they tried to evict me, I brought up a tenant's right that they did not know that they had to abide by. Like uh, fair use. They can't take up more than 50% of the time that I have at a rental property, even if they're trying to sell it and they want to evict me. So I made sure that they were apprised of my rights as a renter and they could not evict me and the Drug Enforcement Task Force and Human Trafficking Task Force used their sheriff's targeting program in Grand Junction, Colorado to buy the house with a New York real estate company and evict me. They did that like I'm a drug dealer. I'm a journalist who was sitting there doing, learning front page web development and creating business, trying to start a business and they used the sheriff's targeting program to run me out of the town because I was talking about, in my spare time, doing journalism, Bureau of Land Management deals. The Bureau of Land Management now resides in Grand Junction, Colorado, where this happened. And so, again, this isn't my imagination. This is my life story I'm telling you right now. This is how I got into doing this stuff full time, as, as opposed to doing it in my spare time and making it a public discourse on social media platforms, I now have to start my own web forum. I have to start posting these up and I have to make sure that this is available to other journalists because it is available to other journalists who have been reporting on some of these things, especially the mass surveillance state and how that's being used to target journalists now. That's been brought to the attention of the public from people who have more reputable names than I do in journalism, thank God. But all of those things are things that I personally experienced before they were front page news. And I've been desperately trying to get law enforcement to hold themselves accountable for breaking the fucking law, the federal law, in order to falsely incriminate somebody who they ta who's talking about things that are hurting their rich buddies. It's not hurting them. It's not a pain in their ass to take a couple of less dollars and do something, a deal that's more fair for the local community that I live in it's not going to hurt their bottom line at all. They're still going to get a bonus at the end of the year. They might get a thousand less dollars or maybe a million less dollars on a several billion dollar deal. Do you really think that they have anything to cry about? Do you think that they can just ruin my life like that because I did something like hold them accountable using journalism? I don't think that anybody would agree with that. If it was you and you were doing that for something that was horrifying in your community, I don't think you would want this done to you either. So I highly recommend that everybody take a deep breath and understand that these phone calls are part of a new normal that's going to be used to silence anybody who tries to hold their local government accountable. It's not just the federal government anymore. The local state government, this is how they will implement this to crush dissent in the form of journalism and free speech. Not just people on the street protesting. That's the thing that they need to do in order to justify the precedence. These people out there protesting right now, some of them are doing that to help facilitate new legal precedents that will make it easier for the cops, the federal law enforcement, to hold regular journalists accountable for doing their job. That is a thing that is happening right now. It's a fucking crime. It's actually kind of a war crime. This is psychological operations that they are doing on American citizens right now. Again, this is an Iraq war veteran telling you this. I know how this shit works. I've watched it. I helped escort a Geraldo Rivera while I was in Iraq. I watched him do a news briefing in which he put on all of his gear and made it seem like it was more dangerous than it was. So, you know, for the cameras, it looked like 
he was in the heart of the deadliest part of Iraq or whatever, when really we were in the part of Iraq where everybody was jogging with their shirts off without any body armor on. <laughs> sure, it's dangerous because of mortars and stuff like that, but it wasn't that dangerous. And so it, it's apparent to me how the news media will sensationalize and embellish this stuff. And I'm not giving Geraldo too much shit. He's just doing what he's always done. That guy is renowned for causing drama to sensationalize the news and sensationalize talk shows. That's what's his whole career. So it's not so much that he does that, it's that he's allowed to do it and actually paid more money because he will do it as a politically convenient counterpart to them trying to skew a narrative by get the, getting the public outraged. This, this podcast is not intended to get you outraged. This is intended to bring focus to the actual root argument behind what's going on right now between these last four years and the four years prior to that. These last two presidents that we have had didn't have nearly as much of a say as you think that they did, with the exception that Obama, by the admission of people who worked under his administration as private contractors, who I also don't necessarily agree with, I voted for Obama twice, so there's my politics, I tend to lean liberal, even though I'm an independent, because I, I want people to be free enough to be able to go to their sex party, just as much as I want my buddy to be able to have his stupid collection of guns. I just like it when people are free. I like the America that existed when I was growing up, in which one guy's thing is he likes to have guns, and another guy's thing is he likes to put on leathers and go to a fucking pride parade. And both of those things were perfectly acceptable when I grew up. All of a sudden, now, one or the other is not acceptable. Those are considered extreme American belief systems. They want to crush both sides of your arguments, guys, folks, ladies, them, their, we, our, whatever pronoun you are. They want to destroy all of that. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie THX, but that's the kind of thing that's behind this. They want to sanitize this because it's impolite. The thing that most people hate about Americans is that we're brash and that we say what's on our mind and that we will absolutely not doctor it up for the sake of decency. We don't believe in decency laws. That's more of a Spartan mentality. These folks don't like that. They're of the Roman variety in which they have their knives behind their back waiting for the right opportunity to kill Caesar. That's, that's dif the difference. It's politeness with, a, with gnashed teeth versus impoliteness with a smile. It's, uh, I prefer impolite with, with a smile any day of the week to fucking gnashed teeth in secret, grinding their teeth with their molars and the knife behind their back while giving me a sneer. I, I prefer the one over the other. That's just a prefer, personal preference of mine. So somebody on Tim Black's uh, podcast last night said that we, we had one of the commenters in the comment section said, that, yeah, tomorrow's the election. Are we going to get stabbed or are we going to get shot tomorrow? And I think that that's a pretty fucking perfect goddamn description of what this election is like for America. Are we going to get stabbed in the back or are we going to get shot in the face? Either way, we need to get real. The next four years in America had better be social discourse between groups that disagree with each other on what we don't want these assholes to be able to get away with to ruin our lives. Because if you don't, everything that you ever loved about this country will cease to exist. And that is not an exaggeration. That is for the benefit of 
people who pay extra money to go to Epstein Island. So they're allowed to go to Fuck Island and fuck underage chicks on Fuck Island or whatever. But you and me, we're not even allowed to say how we feel about something. That doesn't sound like freedom to me, and it never will. And so I think that it, it's pretty obvious why that, why that whole thing has been pretty much silenced out of the news media during this election, because both parties have people involved in that. And if that comes out, that that's what they've been getting away with while they're telling us we're bad people for saying something about it, well, then, then that's a win for them. So it's pretty much time for everybody to focus back on the fact that a lot of people had financial ties to that person. A lot of people had financial ties to that Epstein Island thing. Big ones. People at MIT, people at Harvard, these Ivy League schools, they were taking money from that guy, no questions asked, except it was actually, they did not know what was going on. They were aware of what was going on. They were aware that that guy worked in some capacity for some version of a surveillance state. And their job was to incriminate people and get them into blackmail schemes. They knew this. It was a known thing. And that's why they're desperately trying to silence all narratives that could possibly lead you to that. It's one of those things where it's high time that unless you want to lose rights to the land below your feet and the air that you breathe, you're going to need to look at some hard facts. This is a news cycle signing off.